so echo. much fucking echo. <laughs> we, need, we need to get some of those like little foam things. Well, even if we just put a poster, even if we just put things in a room, like when Joe had a bunch of stuff in the room, like a bed and stuff. Mm-hmm. It sort of yeah, there's no echo, but now it's just like, oh, yeah, because it's just a yes. desk and a single shelf. Yeah, with a bunch of bleach. It's yeah, that's all we've got back there. Nothing else. No bodies. No bodies. Just a desk. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, yeah. The fucking I always think of Scary Terry now whenever because he, he Freddy Krueger does say bitch a lot, a lot starting in the but, third one. Yeah, the third much. one's where Freddy's image kind of like Veers came into off. itself. Yeah, and I feel like it maintained it for one solid movie and then the following three sequels before New Nightmare were like. <sighs> Yeah. So yeah, today we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 1 through 7. Yeah. I did end up watching the other two. I watched the oh, okay. remake and I watched Freddy vs. Jason. Um, I can I can vaguely talk about those. Like I remember enough from them. Yeah, I can, can like I guess I can just at certain points. I guess I'll just say um the remake wasn't as bad as some of the other ones, I think. Like, it was really bad, it, but... It has some interesting ideas, but the execution on a lot of it... Like, I like the idea of, like, the... You know, once you've been awake for so long, you start dreaming. I think that's a really yeah. cool thing, but they just kind of use it for jump scares. Yeah, but I didn't hate it as much as some of the ones we'll actually be talking about today. Yeah. Um, and then Freddy vs. Jason was... It was bad, but it was it was fine. Bad, yeah, like no, I, I I enjoy that. I I actually like a lot of the setup around, like the storyline around it yeah, quite no, a they, bit. I think it was executed kind of poorly. Yeah, um, the, the guy, the, the guy from the Uwe Boll movies is in that one. Yeah, the yeah. the brain. He's, but he's guy. pretty good in it. Actually, yeah, that's where I had known him from. I and think I'm I like, might have brought that up. Is this guy actually a good actor? He's just stuck in Uwe Boll. <laughs> yes. I, I, Brendan Flesher or something like that? Yeah, I want to say... I think I'm getting a mixed up with Tom Hanks' son because I was almost going to bring up Orange County. I'm like, wait, he's not in that movie. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it was surprisingly watchable. Um, it was really goofy, but I laughed yeah. quite a bit. I think it was... It had some bad pacing issues and not all the characters were good. Yeah. But the, at its core, I'm like, this is better than some of the other ones I watched. Oh, for sure. Um, Without a doubt. Yeah, and it kind of has the same... They go over similar premises to uh, the seventh movie, too. Or, sorry, the sixth movie. Uh, the, 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 like, uh, kids gone kind of thing. Kids gone. Well, it's kind of the... I guess we'll get into it when we talk about the sixth movie. But, yeah, yeah I was, if I was going to rate them, I would give the remake a three out of ten. And the Freddy vs. Jason a four out of ten. Yeah, that's, that seems... It's higher than some of the other thing. things I'm giving today. Um, yeah. And then I did watch the four-hour-long uh, documentary, Never Sleep Again, The Elm Street Legacy. Yeah, I watched, like, the first part of it when it, like, came out. But I didn't end up finishing it because it's, like, four hours. Yeah. It, it, it went by pretty quickly, I will say. Um, didn't feel four hours. It felt a little long, but... Mm. Um, they're, they talk about eight movies, plus the TV show. Oh, Did you yeah. ever watch the TV show? It was um, pretty much just like a Tales yeah. from the Crypt I, ha- I had like a bootleg DVD when I was a kid, oh. so I had like super low quality, and it was only a handful of episodes, but I, I did watch some of it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I hear they're all on like daily motion. I might 
Hmm. If I get some free time. So watching the documentary, they're like, yeah, we just kind of started it. And then we just kind of forgot about it and let the people that were running it just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. I remember there was like one episode where like a lady like kills her husband or something, but he had like a winning lottery ticket and she hears the numbers. So she's got to like go like dig it out. And like Freddie gets involved, of course. And he's like, ah, bitch. Well, for the most part, I'm pretty sure like a lot of the episodes where he's just introduced, he was just like the crypt keeper. He just kind of introduced stuff, maybe popped up like once or twice. But I, I was reading about it, and apparently, a lot of people really liked it. I'm like, huh, maybe I'll watch an episode. There were some. It had 44 episodes, which was surprising. And I guess there was a Friday the Thirteenth show. Yeah, that didn't have like anything to do with the like Jason Voorhees. It was just kind of. It was like an anthology series. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because they they talk about it. I doing research on this episode. I found out about the Friday or the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah, uh, Freddy's Nightmares. Nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the documentary, they talk. For like twenty minutes about the TV show, and they bring up that. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. There's a t- what? <laughs> Why? When is Leprechaun gonna get a TV show? That's what I've been saying. <laughs> When's Leprechaun versus Pinhead? Bring back uh, Warwick Davis and uh, Doug Doug Walker. Doug Walker. I can't remember the guy's name. I know it's Doug something. The guy who plays Pinhead. Doug Bradley. I think it's Doug. That's Bradley. Doug Bradley. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, those movies are bad. I was just, just talking to somebody on the Letterbox Discord, and they're like, I just watched, I just marathoned Hellraiser 3 through 7. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to do, I'm going to help, I'm going to marathon all 10 soon, probably. So am I, because I had planned to do it before the werewolf thing took, like, oh. took over. So I got to finish that commitment at some point. But yeah, it's not high on my priority list um i've also been watching we've been continuing our young adult stuff so we did watch aragon which i watched nine months ago and i i think the biggest problem with aragon is there's a lot of parts that i think are pretty decent mm-hmm. i think the effects on the dragon Sephira, look really good like they looked amazing in 2006 but they've held up really well and i think it's because like the director was a visual effects artist beforehand, like specialized in that. Okay. So, and they had a fucking huge, they had a budget of $100 million. So a lot of the other effects don't look great, but the dragon looks pretty good still. Okay. Um, and just in general, I think that the first like 20 minutes of the movie and the last like 15 minutes are pretty decent or pretty good. And it's just the middle chunk that's just terrible. So it's really sad because I think there is the opportunity for a good film there. Paragon reboot when? Well, I guess they. how much of the content you didn't like is from the book. I read I the book. or No, actually, no, I've read the second book. But I, they, I know they cut a lot because Pierre's read the book and he was telling me about the stuff they cut. Okay. I, I, I feel like I would enjoy a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also watched Holes, which is a movie I've hated all my life. Really? Yeah. I, it's always surprising. And I, I, I really wanted to like it this time. I'm like, I, I'm being a sour, I'm being a bad sport about this. I want to like holes, and I still hated it. Hmm. I just, I don't like anything about that movie. I, I haven't. The watched soundtrack's it. okay. I haven't watched it since like fifth grade, but I, I remember liking both the movie and the book. So, um, and then I watched a, we watched City of Ember yesterday. No, I, I don't. Yeah, uh, that movie flopped hard uh, yeah i remember like, it had bill murray in it didn't it, it did yeah um it was like 55 million dollar budget and it made 
19 million like just terrible yeah i i I, think the movie's actually pretty good okay it's not awful um it has some really cool world building a lot of the sets are like handmade and it's very they they put a lot of effort into it and the same thing the visual effects in it they have like these giant big uh animals like big moles and big moss and stuff Mm -hmm. and big beetles and they all look pretty decent Hmm. for being a 12 year old movie it's just it's mostly disappointing because I'm like, I want to see more of this series. Yeah. I remember reading a little bit of the first book mm-hmm. when I was in like fifth or sixth grade because the movie was coming out. And I was like, oh, I want to see it. I'm excited. I'm mm-hmm. going to read the book. And of course, I, I wasn't much of a reader back in those days. Yeah. So I, I, I had like severe ADHD. Um, so I was like, this is boring. And then I just never watched the movie because I probably just carried that baggage over. But maybe I'll um, give it a watch one of these days. It's pretty much the exact opposite of me. I can't read anymore. Except I have been reading, actually. Me and Hinate okay. have been reading uh, Scooby Apocalypse, the comic series. Oh, nice. Um, that It's really, really good. I thought I was going to go into it and it's like, ah, fun little gag. But it's really good. Yeah. Um, um, it's like six volumes. It's like 1,200 pages or something like that. And we're like a fourth through it. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it, though. I've got I've got something that I've been kind of prepping for for the channel. It's not set in stone yet. But read weens. Well, that that's always been a thing I want to do because I read a lot of fucking manga. Yeah. So it's like I want to make like manga reviews. But um, there there's a certain author who's got a lot of works adapted that I'm like thinking about like doing like a big kind of retrospective where I go through all of their works. Is that what I think it is, Mister Hat? Mr. Hat. Mr. King. Yes, yes, yes. I'm thinking about doing, like, King's Quest, where I, like, read through all of his stuff. Because I want to read through all of his stuff regardless. Yeah. I feel like it would be good motivation for me to do that, so. Um, And then we watched Bumblebee, because Pierre hadn't seen it. It was my second time watching it, because I saw it in theaters. I really like that movie. It's very fun. Um, Hmm. And I really want to like Transformers movies, because I really like Transformers. Yeah. But most of the movies are... God awful. Yeah, I, I, um, I haven't had like a whole lot of exposure to Transformers, but I'm not, I'm not really like super huge into anything. Like big robots, like big mecha, you know, just I, I anything like, like that. So, but Bumblebee's like the best. It's easily the best live action Transformers movie. I like the animated movie a little more, but yeah, that's I can that's decently I from nostalgia yeah. as well. Um, and then I watched a South Korean anthology series on Netflix called Godam. Mm. It's just, it's pretty much just an anthology movie. It's like 70 minutes in total. Each episode's like eight minutes. It's fucking awful. <laughs> it was so bad. I watched the first episode. I'm like, it cannot be as bad as this. Was, and, was there something else that was like a Korean horror movie that came out on Netflix recently? I added something to my watch list, but. Um, there was one, I think it has the guy from uh, Parasite, the Let's see. Time to Hunt, I'm pretty sure, came out on Netflix. I don't know if it's a horror movie. I think it's like a a drama thriller kind of thing. But that came out on Netflix, and that's from this year. Um, Would that be it? I I think it was... uh... So the witch part one? No, I think that it, it might not be like new. It might have just been recently added, but I think it was uh, Gongium. The title. That movie's great. Is it? I re- it's not great. It's 
It's like really cliche for a found footage movie, but I really enjoyed it. It has some, I don't know if you'll like it. It's, it's, it has its moments though. Like I okay. legitimately, there's some really bad parts to it, but overall I really like it. Um, I really like how many cameras they have because they all, they're like professionals and they're like, and it's 2020, obviously yeah. we need a lot. So everyone has like seven cameras attached oh, to them. <laughs> There's one guy that's just like in a tent out there monitoring all the cameras. It's I really enjoyed it. Um, hmm. It has some really good, really effective like ambiance and atmosphere to it. Occasionally, it's ruined by some really bad jump scares, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I think I think when I say it's great, it was just much better than I assumed yeah. it would be. You, you had a good time watching. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. It's kind of how I and think. I kind of went into it going, "This is gonna be bad." Yeah, that's kind of how I like handled like bad moon i was like this movie's great i mean it's yeah, realistic, yeah it's kind of that it. same thing but i enjoyed it um oh and i did finally watch this movie called holy motors which is by leos Carax, Okay. um who's this french director he's doing the new adam driver musical annette um and know. holy motors is really good it's really weird and i recommend it i don't even really want to say anything about it i think you should watch it though okay <laughs> And yeah, that's been most of my week. Watched a new Scooby-Doo movie. Made a review. It's blowing up the channel. And yeah. It's huge. Um, Oh, and I did watch uh, Cop Car, which is John Watts' previous film before um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. So that was the year before Homecoming. He made Cop Car, which is about these, like, two, like, eight-year-old boys that steal a cop car that, uh uh-oh, has a body in the back. No. And Kevin Bacon is the cop, and he's like running after them the whole time. It's kind of silly, kind of fun. I really like parts of it, but it's like a movie that should be like fifty minutes or like sixty minutes, yeah. but it's pushed on to be like eighty minutes. I want to say it's it's been a while since I've seen this. If this is the case, but I want to say that there is a very similar premise in a Simpsons episode. Where Bart steals like Wiggum's car or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's where John Watts got it. Maybe. But I I didn't like it overall, but there were parts to it that was really good. It was just like I think I really hate that movies are like need to be eighty minutes or something like that. I, I'm I like, agree. God, this would be so good as like a forty minute film. No, totally. I'm a, I'm a fan of you should just Movies be able to make whatever you want. Yeah. Like, I'll watch a 40-minute movie or I'll watch a seven-hour movie, but I need the content to not feel stretched or pushed, like, rushed. Yeah. I'm uh, same way. And, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Nice. Then, nice. Have you been watching more werewolf movies, I'm guessing? No, or? I've been doing mostly editing. Okay. Um, a bit. I watched a little bit of uh, the original Lupin series. Oh, nice. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> that's what kind of like was like. Oh, Ooh. Um, I cried a little over the presidential debate and Peter Parker's new face. I was pissed. I was like, I, I'm like, that looks stupid. I, know. I don't want to sound like one of those like internet like crybabies when some developers make a change to the game, but I feel like that's a pretty big change. That's a pretty, and he also looks too young now. Yeah, he looks like he's like 19 or 20. He's supposed to be like 24 or yeah. 23. It's like year eight for Batman. Like they kind of. Bat- what the fuck? Yeah, I think when I checked, it's supposed to be he's supposed to be 23. Yeah, um, and like. 
And I think they tried to make him look more like Tom Holland, yeah, but it did. doesn't look like... He just looks like a fleshy, plasticky version of... Everyone online like, is like, he's he's modeled after Ben Jordan. Like, he's not. He doesn't look like Tom Holland. It's like... Because Ben Jordan doesn't look like Tom Holland. It's like, all right, you're dumb. They obviously made tweaks to his face to make him look more and like Tom Holland. I'm just like, I don't know. I really like the original Peter like design, but it's, it's it was fine. Like, if they want to change it, okay, but when, it's just weird. Yeah, when that game came out, I was like, this is my definitive Peter Parker. Like, I love everything yeah. about it. And then they changed it, and I just had a very emotional reaction to it. Like, whatever, I'll probably get used to it. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like... I, and yeah, I just wasn't a fan. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, you're, the Dressora arc in One Piece is getting a dub. Dress Rosa. Dress Rosa. I read it. I read your comment ah, on yes. it. And I'm just like, I yeah. don't know what that is. Um, but it's apparently the best arc in all of One Piece. No. I read a lot of comments saying that. It's it's a good arc. It's a, I'd even go as far to say it's a great arc. It's one of the top seven. Maybe One Piece has got so much good arcs. There, there are so many good, so many bad arcs. There's only a few that I, even How many the bad arcs, arcs are there in One Piece. Art. <laughs> it would be easier if I broke it into sagas. Oh. Um, but if if you go with saga, there's the East Blue Saga, which is the first hundred chapters. It's basically like the childhood of the crew. It's like Luffy going out to sea and gathering the crew members. Then there's the Alabasta Saga. That's where he goes against the first warlord of the sea and saves a country. And it's like his first big feat on the Grand Line. Then there's the Skypea Saga, which is his own little like kind of self-condensed thing where they go into the sky. Then there's uh, Water 7 Annie's Lobby. That's where one of their crew members gets kidnapped and kidnapped by the uh, world government. So they go to save them and they gain... It's It's... It's. I could go on for hours about One Piece. It's great, but you'll never believe me unless you actually experience it. I'm not yourself. gonna re- watch all of One Piece. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like some part anime, like Bleach instead. Hey, Bleach is great, and, and it's also Piece not 950 episodes. So well, like three I, I I like the manga. Oh, so I like the manga. It's only seven thousand pages. Oh, oh, it's and, much longer than that. Oh, like... Bleach is only in total 76 thingies. Yeah, and One Piece is currently only 20 volumes longer than that. Really? Yeah. How much fucking do they stretch out? Jesus it's, Christ. It really doesn't feel stretched out. It's a big, like, grand adventure series. It's got a big world that it likes to explore. And it, it, You're it, saying that the anime is not stretched. It doesn't feel stretched out. Oh, the out. anime. That's what I'm saying. Oh, That's, I how, does saying it, how did they do that? No, the anime, the anime, like, adapts they less just than put, a chapter. They just put, like, episode. seven dance scenes in each episode. Uh, they really stretch it out. It's bad. The anime is not good. It has its moments, but overall, it's not good. If they trimmed it down to be like 100 episodes. Yeah, like if, assuming, because Toei, once they have a series, it's in fucking death grip. They're never going to let it go. Like, they look at how they treat the fucking Dragon Ball franchise. It's going to be the same for One Piece. But um, assuming that there's no like Boruto kind of spinoff from One Piece afterwards they that they can milk reboot, they're gonna like, do like a Kai where they go back and they cut. Can people the not like Kai or people liked Kai? They didn't like Pe- super. What does people, people like? So Kai had a huge negative association with it for a long time because Nicktoons aired Kai back in the day, and when they did that, they What's wrong with Nicktoons. 
Well, because they were aiming for a more child audience, so they, like, cut out and, like, colored. There's no fights. No, there's fights, but they, like, edit out a lot of the blood. They made, like, Popo blue, which, I mean, I I get that change. Like, I fully understand that one. Yeah, Um, me too. That's not one of my big problems with that. (laughs) But they, uh, yeah, they just, like, basically cut it up too much. Keep the racism! (laughs) It's authentic! No, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's, we went off on a little Toei tangent. Yeah, that's, that's Popo, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love Dragon Ball, but I'm Um, not a fan of that character design. And then you watch the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Do you have a ranking of them? I do. Do you have what you think my ranking will be? Your ranking is very close to mine. I like just swap. Let me let me write down what I think your ranking is gonna be, and then I will pull up. Because I I feel like this this is a series that's pretty. Unless you're fucking like delusional, I feel like most people who watch these movies would have a similar ranking. You're gonna be shocked at mine. I hope not. And it's just five is number one. <laughs> like, this was the best. I wasn't lying before we started. But. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it might be different. It, it, you might get more enjoyment out of, like, some installments than I did. Or maybe get less. I don't know. Okay, I got yours. All right, let's talk about some questions from Pierre. Oh, let me pull up the card. Bam. That's no longer going to be Pierre's character design for very much longer. <gasps> Question number one. What is the best movie video game? Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh, Peter Jackson's King Kong or Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man 2, yeah. Actually, I would say Spider-Man 2 and then Peter Jackson's King Kong. But King Kong's, like, legitimately really good. No, it, it is. I fucking love that game. It's great. I kind of want... I need a, I need an Xbox 360 so I can get it. Yeah, I've got the PS2 and the copy of it. Well, let's play it for the. Ch- I'm down 100. <laughs> percent Let me let's know when it. and where. We need a capture card. All right, I've got one. What is the best video game movie? Um, Blood Rain. No, <laughs> no doubt, Blood Rain, hands down. No, I'm not serious. Resident Evil. Resident Evil's bad movie. No, no shit. I was joking. <laughs> Um, what's it? I don't know. Like, I don't. I have a list of my video game movie rankings. Let me find them. I don't play a whole lot of video games, so I don't have like the frame of reference. Um, unironically, I would say the Tekken movie. Everybody hates it. I think it's bonkers and stupid and really fun. After that, I would say the Dragon Quest animated movie they did last year. I think that's really good as well. Street Fighter 2. Unironically? No. I, I, I honestly don't have an answer for this. Like, I, I don't watch a whole lot of video game movies. I do, because I want to suffer. So, so um, yeah. Sorry. Don't have much in my pocket on this one. It's okay. It's not House of the Dead. No. I can name several that I've seen that it's not, for sure. But <laughs> Question I, three. Okay. What would you like to see from James Cameron's Avatar 2? It's release. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, um, it's 100% done filming. And apparently Avatar 3 is 95% done filming. 
Okay. Um, honest answer, I want it to have, like, I mean, it can take place on, like, the Navi planet or whatever, but I want it to have, like, nothing to do with the first one. Yeah, it needs to... Like, it's fine if it has something to do yeah, with it, can, like, but I need them to branch like, out substantially. Yeah. Because the first one's story is just so lackluster. Yeah, and it's just generic. generic. I need them I to try once. something, please. Yeah, I saw it once in, like, 2009. and uh, That was a pretty good video game based on the movie. I think the, the Avatar game is pretty decent. I, I didn't play it, but... Um, yeah, it's pretty decent. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I Maybe it doesn't hold up at all, because I did play it when I was... 11, but um, I remember really liking it. Okay. But yeah, that's that's the main thing. And then I do want to see something really fucking pretty, because I remember yeah. Avatar being pretty good looking. I watched it on a standard. Oh, I saw it in so. theaters. I think my brother might have been working at a theater at the time, because he worked at a theater for a really long time. Um, mm. But I know I saw it in theaters, and it looked incredible in theaters, at least. Yeah. So I wanted them to do something pretty, but... We'll see. Remaking the witches? I didn't know. That. Yeah. Um, I just saw. And Hathaway's in it. Yeah, I just saw like the poster for it the other day on Twitter. They're like, doing what? a sequel of the craft. I, I saw that. And that comes that. out in like two weeks. Is, it does. October no, four weeks. October twenty eighth. Is uh, Neve Campbell gonna be in it? Because I know she's gonna be in the new Scream movie. Ooh. Let's see. I don't think so. I think it's just kind of only by name kind of sequel. Ah, okay. I see. I see. It might even be like a soft reboot. We'll see. Who's oh, it's oh, Jason Blum's producing it. It's wow. going to be great. We'll see. It'll maybe. at least make its money back. I don't like the first craft movie, so maybe maybe you'll like. I this. saw it once when I was like twelve. I saw it like a year ago. I I was like, oh, not good. Yeah. There are parts of it I liked, but those are our questions. Okay. Cool. So let's get on to fucking. What are we talking about? A Nightmare on the Street. One. Yeah. Aren't we gonna start with five? We gotta start with the peak of the series. And we can. No, Let's talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street, directed by Wes, Wes Craven. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Um, this this series was based around this story of like people with severe PTSD having nightmares and dying in their sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We're talking about it briefly on the documentary. Then I was like, oof. Did you talk to any of those uh, parents of those children that died? Or you just kind of go, no, I'm going to write a movie about this. Yeah, <laughs> probably that probably one. Probably the latter. Um, yeah. Uh, I remember really, this is the only one I'd really seen. I'd actually seen part of Freddy vs. Jason re-watching. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've seen this part. That's Specifically, okay. like, when they're at that rave. Yeah. I've seen that part. Mm. But I always thought that I had just seen part of a Freddy uh, or a Friday the Thirteenth movie because yeah, that Jason part only has Jason at that part until they're like running around in the uh, like boiler room. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but I remember really liking this movie as a kid. It freaked me the fuck out because I've pretty much always suffered from like nightmares. So I was mm -hmm. I was hoping this series in general would kind of hold up because nightmares are scary to me. So even just talking about them, they're like. Yeah, yeah, this so scary. This entry was always kind of like the 
I'm, I'm not the forbidden fruit of the series, but like the unobtainable, the most unattainable to me. Because as a kid, um, I watched these movies. Like my dad would work, and I'd like wake up in the morning, and he'd have gone to like the video store and rented one of them. And it was usually one of the sequels. I remember watching New Nightmare a lot on cable. Um, but like, I for the longest time I hadn't seen the first one. Hmm. I want to know. I want to know. And I was at like Yardbirds and found uh, like the most beat up copy of a VHS of the first one. And it was the shittiest quality. But I, I watched I watched it quite a bit as a kid. I we'll always point. argue that like some like eighties horror movies are scarier if you watch them on a VHS. Tape. They can be. And like I the, think this is one of those kind of examples. Yes. But also it's just like Watching that documentary, people were talking about how, like, scary the first film is. And, like, the in general, like, 80s horror films were so scary. And I think, in general, horror has become scarier just because, like, of the desensitive... How we become so desensitized to everything. Yeah. So, like, a lot of 80s horror movies aren't scary in, like, execution. I still think Nightmare on Elm Street is a pretty scary, in like, ideas, but... yeah. No, for sure. There, there are some moments that, like, they don't creep me out as an adult, but, like, I, I got, like, the echoes of, like, bits that creep me out, like, uh, when Tina's in, like, the body bag at school. That that part's actually, like, that would have scared the shit out of me as a kid. That yeah. Go, <gasps> um, that, that was, like, one of the few movie scenes as a kid that kind of gave me the willies, because I, I was a pretty desensitized kid. I watched a lot of these movies. Yeah. And I wasn't, like... When I did see a horror movie, it scared the fuck out of me because I didn't watch a lot. Now, I, I I just don't. I'm not scared of things anymore. I feel it. I, I'm, I get I jump in jump scares still just because like, I, but I that's just a yeah, natural that, response. I'm not saying that that's like scaring me. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, there's no existential deep connection to your horror there. It's just like, ah. That's yeah, just a natural me. body response. Um, but I... I really enjoyed this movie on rewatch. Um, yeah. It's really creative. Like I, I know a lot of people say that, like, oh, the creativity just kind of went up and up throughout the series. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I get it, an ideas, I guess, but I don't think so. Even creating the character of Freddy is a pretty interesting idea. And I think that he's like, if you look at all the '80s, late '70s, '80s. All these horror villains. I think Freddy's the most interesting of them all. Yeah. Because most of them are just slasher villains who are just guys. Which is fine for if that's what you want to do. But Freddy is something different. He's yeah. something more menacing because he's something that you literally can't really do anything against. Yeah. I which think is one I of know slasher villains that just didn't wear like a mask in general. And they talk a lot about how he was one of the first ones that really talked. Because no. Mike Myers and Jason Voorhees, they don't talk. Do they ever talk? I don't think so. No. But Freddy, he doesn't talk like a ton in the first one, but starting with the second one, he's just like, won't stop, won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I got the body, you got, or no, you got the body, I got the brains. Um, but there's, there's some real goofy shit in the first one still. Oh, like the arm goofy. extending scene. Yeah. I laugh. At, I, I saved a picture of it. It's just so fucking yeah. funny. Uh, fucking in all of them, even the ones that are trying to be serious, like the first one, a new nightmare, there's goofy ass shit. Yeah. Them. 
It's just kind of who Freddy is. He's a goofball. Yeah. He's and even goofball, like the New Nightmare, they're trying to make him not a goofball like at all again. And then the last like, few minutes, like, this is funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, what's Craven? I just don't. I think you're a good. Like, I think you're funny and you're a good guy. And I think you're. You have good ideas, but I think you're just naturally a funny guy and you're just making funny things without knowing it. Uh, I think this was a Wes Craven movie. There's like a movie he made. I never watched it, but I saw a review on it. it apparently, it wasn't even meant to be a horror movie. It's about like a kid who has like a robot or something. And the the producers like tried to push him into making it a horror movie and there there's like a scene towards the end where he like chucks a basketball at a woman's head and it like fucking explodes. And it's just like... Yeah, he's just he makes goofy shit and it's fun. I think when he's trying to be too serious, it often is like. Mm. Was that Deadly Friend? I think so. Yeah. They talk about that in the, in the thing okay. because that was uh, he was right about to start the production of. Uh, I think they were starting the production of. He was starting that, and they were looking for a script for three. I think. Mm. Um, so he he wrote a first rough draft of that, which would later be altered because the third one. The third one's, like, pretty jovial in tone, I think. There are scary parts, but they do want to make it more of, like, a fantasy film. Yeah. Um, his, his version was much darker. Okay. Much Ma- darker. Makes sense. Um, and he was like, yeah, but I like what they do with it instead. Yeah, no, it's got fucking, like, a Harryhausen skeleton in it. And um, I, I, unironically, I was like, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and up should have just been the skeleton. I would have watched well, I've watched them regardless. Yeah, I would have watched, watched them and not been angry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. But yeah, so the first movie premise is real simple. Uh, They're I think, all the same premise. Yeah. They, yeah. Teenagers start dreaming, and, and they, Freddy. Yeah. Freddy was a child murderer who was killed by a the bunch of parents. parents. And then he became some kind of sleep monster that isn't really talked about anymore until like five uh, through seven. They'll like give like brief different explanations yeah. throughout the series. But the sixth one is like, there are demon fish in him. Yeah. They show like some sculpture that is supposed to be from like the Roman Empire yeah. or something like that. I don't know if it's. I'm assuming it's fake. I, I assume that's not a real piece that they're like inspired off of, but. Maybe it might are. be. I know that you never know. Well, I don't know. I don't know much about like the Roman culture in that regard, but uh, but in the first one, it's just this the main character's name, Nancy. Um, her dad is played by John Saxon. Mm-hmm. Um, the two most interesting characters in the entire franchise, yeah. <laughs> maybe the two, yeah. two of them. Actually, Freddy's probably the most interesting, I yeah. Think. Um, the two most well-acted <laughs> characters outside of Freddy. Because, Jesus Christ, the acting in this series is really bad for a lot of it. Yeah. The like, third... I think one in three has some... Three, I think, overall, I think most people are really good in it. Or at yeah. least good. Because they got, they got some big names in yeah. three. They had fucking uh, Lawrence Fishburne. They had... Uh, <laughs> fu- oh, uh, the Lost... Or Lost Highway. Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. She's bad. Bill Maher's I don't. It? I don't think Patricia Arquette's very good in it. It was yeah. her first role. Yeah. Bill Maher's not really in it. That was a joke. I just think the, the main guy looks like Bill Maher. But three overall, I think, has the best acting. And, like, 
there are occasionally like one character in each one that is fine, but most of all, most of it is just like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. The first one's mostly fine, and the third one's good, and seven's yeah. pretty well acted, except for the child, I think. Um, yeah, the, fir- the first one, it's like got like fucking four teenagers and like two John Depp. characters. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's one of them. He was not in the documentary. <laughs> I that doesn't surprise me. He makes a brief cameo in six, but yeah, uh, yes he does. I think that was the last time he had anything to do with the franchise. I mean, Tim Burton probably was like, "No, no more. No you more. do anything gothic and surreal and fantastical, it's going to be through me." But um, Tim Burton's Nightmare on Elm Street. I I'd, I'd give that a chance. That seems even like now. It. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe he can return to his roots. Like, pre-2000... Here's a good one. Edward Scissorhands versus Freddy Krueger. Uh, it would probably be Freddy, but... Well, I yeah. So Edward Scissorhands is just a guy with scissor hands. Yeah, but he's got a tender heart. Yeah. And they, they beat Freddy with love in the second one. Why not in that one? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but... Yeah. Oh, so I guess we're kind of bouncing all over the place, which is fine. It's I guess. fine. It was, we're not really talking about the plot. If you want the plot, you watch the movie. It's just kids die in yeah. sleep. Nancy has to stop him, yeah. and she does so by going, "No, I will not let your power go over." I'm not scared. Pretty much, I'm she not pulls scared. a home alone before, which was supposed to be the ending of the movie. It was supposed to end on, like, a jovial note that they beat him. And then they do the uh, Bob Shea, Robert Shea, the producer. He's like, no, we need a hook for the sequel. And Wes Craven's like, this movie's not going to get a sequel. He thought it was going to flop. Wanted the shock ending. And uh, it's a bad ending. It's stupid. Yeah. It's like. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, why would. What? And why is it? And then the mom gets sucked through the window and that looks stupid as fuck. Yeah, it's clearly like just a fucking inflated doll. But um, something that these movies tend to do, I've noticed, is like I'm always kind of like interested. I'm like, I want. They build up a lot of like the real world repercussions throughout like the movie. But then as soon as it all comes to an head, or uh, after it all like comes to a head after the climax, and it's like, they're like, we could show the aftermath, but instead, we're going to give you a spooky dream scene. We're going to fake out. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, okay. It's kind of smart, I guess, but it's dumb. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the iconic moments from this one, like I said, the body bag. Um, I, the, uh, the, the phone scene. The uh, phone scene. I'm your boyfriend now. Uh, the Heather Logan camp, the, she has that yeah. prop. She's like, I want it. <laughs> I don't blame her. Um, the, I think the first scene with uh, Tina's death um, mm-hmm. was really strong, and it looks really good, and they used a rotating room for that. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they... Originally, I'm like, what they probably did was they had an upside-down room, and they filmed her, and then just had that film going and filmed him in front of it. But no, they just used a fucking whole rotating room, yeah. which they use later for Johnny Depp's scene. Mm, Death, which is also a great uh, sequence. Yeah. And they were talking about how when that happened, they did that. That was a one thing. They could only do one take of that just because of all the things needed for that. Yeah. And because of the way that the blood all went on, it started tipping the room. 
So that's why that's why all the blood starts going to one side. And then after it cuts, it literally went all the way around and blood got everywhere because there's a window in that rotating room. So the blood went out of the room yeah. and it went on everywhere. And the cinematographer was like, ah, he was fucking pissed. He was like screaming. <laughs> Oh, man. But they got the shot, and it looks great. And I think it looks even better because it was tipping. And the, yeah. Because, it's like, it doesn't make sense that it's going one way, but it looks really cool. Yeah, it has a real surreal look to it that adds to the nightmarish dreamlike yeah. quality. Um, but, yeah, that's... How were the other deaths in this movie? <laughs> oh, the, there was the, the hanging, the hanging the one. Epstein scene. That was the that was filmed in reverse. Um, yeah, just because they they had like no budget, so they just put it around him and then slowly unsnaked it. Yeah, because I know that this is apparently that guy during the scene he was drugged out of his mind. Really? Like he was talking about how like he would come to set like really fucking high and he's sober now. He was talking about that. He's like, I'm really, I really don't like that I came to set. Like so fucking high on something. Yeah, um, I mean, it, I feel like it probably paid off. It looks yeah. fucking like I was just like got yeah. fucking framed for killing his girlfriend and is going insane because he doesn't know what the fuck it was. Um, he he makes a. I'm pretty sure he makes a cameo appearance in New Nightmare during the funeral. There's scene. a um, Tuesday night who played. Um, Kristen at the beginning of uh, the fourth one because mm-hmm. Patricia Arquette didn't come back. She's also in that scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a, there's a couple people that are in that. Uh, yeah, I noticed some scene. Easter eggs from the other movies, and I thought that was nice. Like uh, at the very beginning of seven, they have like the fate, like the melting face from five. Huh. When like she's like when he's like. <laughs> But yeah, five. They love five. They do. It's the, really for five. a reason. The best of the franchise. We're selling. What? Worst selling, I think. We're selling. Worst selling. Oh. Lowest grossing. I thought you said we're selling. I'm like, we're oh? selling. We're selling five. That's buy five on DVD now. It's from Streamings.com. Yeah. <laughs> it's illegal. Bootlegs. No, not really. We're going to sell bootlegs on specifically Night on Elm Street, The Dream Child. Yeah, it'll. I'll dig out my old VHS of it and we'll just do a rip of that on DVD. It'll be great. Um. Yeah, but overall, I think the music in the first one is really good as well. I really like the music in this one. I, I think that the music in general is good in one and three, but yeah. the rest are... Angelo, uh, I can never pronounce his last name. The guy who does like stuff with, like David Lynch and for Twin Peaks. Angelo Bala... God, I can't remember. Bala's in your court. Um, um, but he, he does the soundtrack for three. Okay. And I thought that and I who saw did it for one. I don't know. I I didn't pay attention for. Oh one. yeah, it's Charles Bernstein, who did like Cujo, and he he did some other stuff with Craven. I unironically thought you were gonna say Charles Band. <laughs> yeah, not even Robert Band. Charles Band did it. Yeah, you mean Richard Band? What did I say? Robert. I, I did mean oh, okay. Richard Band. Angelo Badalamenti. Yeah. Good guy. Yo, he did the soundtrack to. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a great fucking movie. We might, I, I have a feeling I'll probably pick it for Christmas this year. That and Christmas Vacation too. I haven't seen that. I've one. heard it's just dreadful. Oh, I'm I'm sure it is. <laughs> but I like Randy Quaid, so yeah. Well, as, as Frankenstein. Yeah, I I I, I, I like think about that Frankenstein Quaid. movie a it's lot. It's good. 
I, I kind of want to rewatch. I'm glad I have it on DVD. Man, I'm glad I bought it on uh, because I yeah. bought it instead of rented it. I'm glad I did that. That movie's really good. I'm like, I might up my rating next time I watch it just because like it has such a lasting impact on my yeah. brain. No, he, he did a good performance. But all right, uh, you want to give the score for the first one, or is there anything? Yeah, let's do, yeah, okay. I, that's about it. Um, good movie. Um, not my favorite in the series. Also not my favorite in the series. I would give this one a 7 out of 10, though. I really enjoyed this one. I had a lot of fun with it. Same. I will say one one thing. I don't like the end, end cop-out scene. Though. Yeah, I don't like the end cop-out scene. I think scene. it's bad. And there, there's one bit of logic with the movie that I... It's nitpicking. It's like... But it, it is present. I find it weird that, like... So there's the scene where, like, she's down in the boiler room. And to wake herself up, she puts her arm against the hot pipe. And it's like... All right, so she just needs like a dream jolt to wake herself up, or is something. But why wouldn't him on. stabbing them do something like that? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, it could be explained away, but they never do that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they they like keep ruining it over the course of the series because sometimes you need something in real life to hurt you, but sometimes just in the it just makes yeah. yeah the consistency of the dream world logic is. Uh, it's Not dream bad. logic, therefore it doesn't make sense. It's fine. Perfect. There's like a line in five where he's like, uh, might be your dream, but I make the rules. I think that's five. Was it six? It might have been six. It might have been six. I think that was six. But. Good movie. We'll see. We'll see. So, let's talk about Nightmare on Gay Street. Um, yeah, the, that that's, it's very very gay. Yeah, um, and they they talk. That's pretty much all they talk about in uh, yeah. in the documentary. Is so like the main character is Jesse. played by Mark Patton, I think his name is, and he was an openly gay actor at the time. Oh, okay, um, but when he was cast, a lot of people didn't know that. And while the screenwriter says that the gay stuff was supposed to be there as subtext, no one else apparently on the production crew picked up on it. So everything they did, they made it like way gayer than it was supposed to be because it was supposed to be like, it was supposed to be there. Yeah. According to like the screenwriter, but it wasn't supposed to be as fucking in your face. Yeah. But they didn't see it. I guess they're so fucking straight that they're just like making the gayest scenes on earth and not noticing. Like the scene where he runs, he's like, no, I can't sleep with this girl. So he runs to his best friend's house and he's like, I gotta sleep with you, dude. There's something inside, there's something trying to get inside of me. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, the very He literally, there's this death scene with the coach where his balls start attacking him, and then he's naked being whipped. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, How did they not realize it's like, the gayest thing I've ever seen? Yeah, and it wasn't like a gay bar where he got picked up, but it was like a gay hot spot where he got picked up by his principal, who is very, I mean, I don't judge a book by its cover, but he was pretty flamboyant. Like wearing like leather and had like the spiked yeah. up. He was literally a pretty much a gay B- D- D- B- yeah. bar, and it's just like, how, how do people? Know? Which is sad because I think the the a lot of the script is supposed to reflect like self hatred in the gay community because of like so much outside pressure to be straight, especially in the eighties, especially post aid crisis. Like, yeah. and I really really like that aspect of the story. But one, it doesn't fucking make sense for the series. And two, it's just 
badly done. Yeah. It, Which is really sad because the, the ideas behind this movie make it seem like I would really like this movie, but I did not at all. Yeah, like, there, there are definitely, like, moments from it that I like. Like, I didn't like one of my favorite sequences from the entire series is in this movie, and that's when he's in uh, his friend's room and, you know, Freddy starts coming out of him. Yeah. Like, that, uh, iconic. I love that scene. But then right after it makes no fucking sense because then he's, like, he's randomly attacking a group of kids out in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, that doesn't make sense for Freddy's character. Wes Craven was like, I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because there's the party scene, which is fun to watch, but it makes no fucking sense. It's just like... Most of the movie doesn't fucking make sense. And it's like, all right, so up until this point, it's been established that every time Freddy kills, it's like Jesse, and it's a Jesse's appearance. It's just when we see it happening on screen, it looks like Freddy. Cause yeah. And I thought that was an brand. interesting concept. I still didn't. I'm like, why is he doing that? Like, and then, why would... then when he transforms in his uh, girlfriend's house, uh, then he's like, actually looks like Freddy, I guess. And, and I'm like, yeah, I guess it's like these things could be easily, easily just explained, but they don't do that. Yeah. And it makes the film suffer so much more for it. And like, I don't like the concept of Freddy, like possessing somebody else to kill. I don't like as a rule. I think it's kind of silly uh, and just kind of, I don't want to see, I want to see Freddy kill people. Yeah, it's, it's not but, what I want to see out of him. It looks like they're doing a similar premise with the new Candyman movie. And I feel like that's much more apt for Candyman because that's kind of his MO. Yeah, that's, that's fine with me. But they could have explained it away just being like Freddy's scared because he did almost get wrecked in the first movie and he's like afraid that if he go keeps going into people's dreams somebody else is going to be able to like pull him out and stuff so he's using somebody with like weaker constitution but they don't do that they just they just like this is what's happening yep <laughs> and i think i think that it, a saving grace for the series of me not like having a t horrible time is they're all short besides like new nightmare they're all like an hour and a half mm -hmm. But this one, I think, could have used another 10 minutes just to have some explanation. And it would have made the movie, like, not good, but not bad, not yeah. awful. No, for sure. And then he's, like, at the end, he's saved with the power of love, but straight love. Yes. Yeah, the screenwriter was like, yeah, they probably just became friends after that. <laughs> they were probably like, I don't okay, we're friends now. Yeah. I'm like, that's funny. But I think, I think most of the kills in this are just pretty boring. Yeah, um, they're, they're, there's not a lot of imagination. I don't like the pool party scene like at all. I'm like, why is there fire everywhere? Like what? And they were filming that for like weeks just because of all the like fire effects. And I'm like, and it's just a bit, I don't like the scene. I think it's pretty bad. I laughed my ass off at the bird scene. The bird that they literally scarred the dad's eye with that prop. Really? Yeah, because Poor they guy. literally just put like a fake bird on a string and started <laughs> spinning it around. Like, this is, this is because they had a really big prop before that was like on a stick and stuff, but like it was way too big and didn't look like a bird anymore. So they literally just made a tiny bird, like put it on a string. And it, he said in the interview, he was really old. So he's like, Oh no, but he's like, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Fuck. Poor guy. This is why, this is why CGI is nice. Yeah. Like, like CGI. And uh, he and asked me like, if practical effects are like cheaper. 
why don't we still do it? And I'm like, well, first of all, if you're not good at practical effects, it looks really bad. While like yeah. CGI, good practical effects are more expensive. Yeah, they're more expensive, and you also need like specialists. You need people that are good at making them. Yeah, um, and it's more dangerous. Like, <laughs> it's more dangerous. They talk about the. Um, there was one scene. I think it was in five, um, when all of the people are bursting out of them. Yeah. They're, they had a really big thing, and people were actually inside it, like, doing uh, that. I think that's four. Or is that four? That's um, four, yeah. And there was a woman at the top holding it up. Like, she was on a rafter, and she was holding it so it wouldn't fall. But, like, somebody pushed too hard, and it wasn't properly, like, put on. And she fell, like, 20 feet. She was okay, yeah. but, like... The, People die from practical effects, and practical effects look great, and most of the series does have really fun practical effects, but they are dangerous, and they hard, are hard to do, so it's, like, no wonder that CGI is a better, like, not better thing. I like practical effects more on average, but... I, I think that now is, like, the perfect time for, like, the mix of both, because you can, you can now operate stuff and have stuff on screen that you can just edit out, which yeah. just makes it... It's so much easier because part of the because, big problem because you have to have like effects. weird big strings so they don't show exactly you gotta like do this weird crap to make oh, sure it in the first one uh, the guy being hung in the first one yeah. he fell the first time like he had there was just like fish wire underneath the blanket to like hold him up and he fell and like hit his face and stuff mm -hmm. I'm like oh poor guy at least he probably didn't feel because he was high yeah um but like I don't think this is the worst entry in the series, but no. it's like a huge fucking step down from the first movie. Absolutely. And overall, I think it's really just kind of forgettable outside of like, yeah, that's the gay one. It, yeah. Exactly. That's like the only thing I remember from it now. And it, I watched it two days ago. I'm like, that's the gay one. I mean, I, I remembered it fine because I, I watched all of these movies a lot as yeah. a kid. Uh, the one that I was the most fuzzy on was five because... You didn't even like it as a kid, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, no, I totally, it has its moments, but yeah, overall. I would give this one a 3 out of 10. I gave this one a score. Let me look at what it was exactly. I just a 3 or a 4, I'm guessing? I think I gave it a 3. Ah, where are my lists? My lists? Oh, fuck. <gasps> Show the notes. No, oh, I gave this one a four. A four, okay. I'm going, I'm going three. Um, you're changing it right now. I, I am. Thomas is like, we have to be matching. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Dream Warriors, which has the fucking best song ever made. Yeah. By Dokken. There go. We're the Dream Warriors. Oh. Don't want to dream no more. Yeah, so this is probably dream the, most, <laughs> the most fun entry in the franchise. Yeah. Um, and it's probably, for a large body cast, probably got the most enjoyable characters. Like, they're not super fucking developed or anything. Yeah, but they're all, they all have something unique about them and they're all kind of fun. I really like almost all of the characters yeah. pretty much. Like I, I think my favorite one's the uh, the wheelchair guy. I always like him. The I'm wizard master. Yeah, I'm sad whenever he dies. It's like, no, you got too cocky. You went up. Yeah. Too close to. He was like, it's like, I got you, bitch. Yeah. 
but apparently, so those the the claw is like a real thing. It's a real prop, yeah. and it's non retractable. So when he stabbed him, they just put a two by four right next to him, and he just stabbed me. He's like, yeah, I was really hoping he just didn't miss, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Because pretty much all these movies are still like being on a no budget or like this one I think had a four million dollar budget. Yeah. What's your favorite sequence from this film? Um, I mean, I think Welcome to Prime Time, bitch, is a classic it, scene. It is, and it looks really fun. <laughs> um, I do really like the Wizard Master scene, though. Um, I, I don't think know. I like. The two that come to mind. I, I actually really like the scene with the the nurse that turns into Freddy Krueger. Oh yeah. Um, with she Joey. Spits out all the tons and. Hold um, I, I I just like the idea of that. There's some really cool ideas. Like I like the group dream first and stuff. And yeah. I really liked the doctor character Gordon or whatever. Doctor. Yeah. He was I, really good. He's got I, a really interesting arc that I think is very relatable to like stuff today because he's like, he knows what the right thing is to do. Yeah. But he's like. I, it's just not practical. Like, I, it's going to get me in trouble. But he's like, yeah. but he knows it's what he needs to do. And the return of Nancy it. makes her much more interesting. I think she's pretty interesting in the first for being like a one-off horror character. But I really like her character in the oh, third movie. I have to talk about this real quick. It's jumping back to the first one. But two of the most genuine lines from the first one that I absolutely love. Uh, there's the scene where she first comes home and the bars are on her house. And she's just, she's just like, gross. That is 100% what I would say. Gross. And then there's a scene later where she's like screaming at the cop across the street. And he's like, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. She's like, go get my dad, you asshole. And, <laughs> and he's just like, after a while, he's like, maybe I should go get him. Like, after she starts busting out yeah. windows, he's going to kill me. He's like, huh, maybe I should go get him. <laughs> there was just a, a weird death across the street that i mean could have been a murder <laughs> or some weird blood all over <laughs> but yeah oh maybe i should go get mr thompson um i think is it nancy thompson yeah yeah okay. nancy thompson and lieutenant thompson i don't remember his first name i just know john saxon john saxon um who also returns in the third movie. And I think he also has a really interesting character where he's just like a drunkard. Yeah. Because he, he lost his wife. Yeah, because at the end of the first one, he basically sees his wife die in a supernatural bed. And he's just like, no, nope, didn't happen. I'm just going to go drink yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the nostalgic critic. I don't remember it because I don't want to. Exactly. Um... So yeah, uh, basically, there's a mental ward where a bunch of and I think this this setup is probably the most terrifying of them all because they're like they're they're surrounded by people that won't let them go and yeah. don't believe them that their nightmares are killing them, especially and, the the old lady, the yeah, doctor. The, she's the in the documentary and she's like, yeah, when I was playing the character, I thought I was the good guy, and I'm like, did you read your lines? I mean, in real life. Yes, but this is a horror movie, so real-life logic. Maybe just believe, I don't know, I'd probably believe there's, like, some weird sleep demon. I, I wouldn't, but that's, uh, that's me, that's, um, oh, what else? I kind of like the knife fight with Freddy, mm. and then the, like, hypodermic needles, because I really like how the sucking uh, holes That look. part, I wince every time. I, I have, uh, 
trypophobia, like I that of holes. Yeah, yeah, that kind of shit. Does too. Yeah, just like oh, yeah, he didn't say it was like oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it looks really cool. It looks gross as fuck. Yeah, like I, I acknowledge I'm impressed by the practical effects. Yeah. I'm just like ah, yeah. But <laughs> I there there's not a lot of scenes in this movie I don't like. I like pretty much all the dream sequences in this movie. Yeah, um, I really like the the how like in their dreams they can still like talk. Joey can talk, and uh, Will is Will the one in the wheelchair. What's his name? I, I don't remember his name. Um, yeah, Will Stanton. Um, how he can walk and stuff. Because it's that would make sense. Your mind doesn't have those same limitations your body might. But I like the scene where they're all getting sucked into mirrors by a bunch of Freddies. And then Joey just screams. Yeah. And they all shatter and they all get thrown out. It was just a fun scene. It's just a lot. This movie's really fun. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, some, my two favorite sequences are probably either the skeleton bit from the end. Because I fucking yeah, love stop the, motion the, yeah, skeletons. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. And they talk about how fucking hard that was to do. Of course. It's stop but motion. it looks pretty good. Like yeah, it, it actually good. looks like John Saxon and... Um, A skeleton are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of like the big worm scene where he like comes oh, up. Oh, fuck. I forgot. Yeah. Here's Kristen. Kirsten? Kristen. Kristen. Yeah. And she's like, Nancy! And then she comes back and fucking stabs him in the eye and he looks and he's like, it's you! Yeah, no, that was great. I, Yeah, that was great. I love this movie. I really, really like this movie. Um, yeah. Spoiler, it's my favorite of the franchise. I, I figured. Um, yeah, no, it's up there for me. Um, yeah. It's five. It's five is yours. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Alright, but yeah, that's... What yeah. would you give this one? At seven. I would give this one an eight. Mm. All right. Let's talk about a big dip again. Um, <laughs> this is where it gets real dippy. It's a down. I, I was looking at the reviews on Letterboxd. I'm like, well, this has the same as like two, and I don't like two, but maybe I'll like this one. There were some people like, yeah, it was really fun and stuff. And God, it was terrible. I fucking. I'm going to be completely honest. Four through six are just a fucking slog. I'm just... I, I'm i going to skip ahead. I don't mind six as much as four and five. Mm. Um, I like some of the ideas they do in I, six. I think in my overall like opinion, six is slightly above four for me, but only by like a hair. Oh, okay. No, I liked six substantially more than four or five. Mm. I didn't like it, but I, there are ideas in it that I enjoyed... We'll get to six when we talk about six, though. Um, yeah. But four is... I really do not like in horror sequels where they immediately kill off all the other characters, all the yeah, returning characters. I don't either. Like, I'm fine if they die by the end of it, but at least have some impact. Yeah. And Kincaid and Joey just die. Yeah, like they Kincaid dies in, like, the first seven minutes. Yeah, no, they literally kill Kincaid and Joey, like, back to back, and then they give... Uh, Kristen a little more time and then they kill her off and, and I think just give her powers just Alice yeah. and it's like I think that this 
if you were to call like three through five a trilogy since it's mm-hmm. how I got that cohesive line through it. Yeah. And they're trying to do like a similar tone. I, I think it would have been more effective if they had stuck with and made Kristen the Dream Master. And yeah. I feel like it makes more sense. But I think because they had a new actor, they were like, oh, we'll just kill her off and bring in someone else. Dude, Dallas. And it... That'd be fine, but honestly, Kristen's new actor was probably on par, if not maybe. I think she was a little better than Patricia Arquette, and I think Alice was. Oh. Pretty bad. Yeah. And I think Kincaid and Joey were both good. Yeah, I I like their characters, and it's sad because they just die. And And I kind of like Kincaid's first, like, dream sequence where he fucking pushes a car onto Freddy. And I'm like, why couldn't they just let him escape? And then, like, he warns, like, why? Also, if I I was in this dream world, I would totally dream, like, indestructible skin. (laughs) Like, what are you going to do, stab Uh, me? I dream a good Freddy that helps me out. Ha ha, got him. (laughs) Beat you. Hey, just going to dream about Goku real quick. (laughs) I dream I'm a Super Saiyan. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Sorry, Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> but, um, I dream that I have all the Dragon Balls and I wish you don't exist anymore. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> no one remembers you. <laughs> but, um... <sighs> fuck, where are we? Uh, so, all the main characters from the last one die. And uh, Alice has this ability that she figures out that she's absorbing everyone else's like energy and powers pretty much yeah and there's there's all the one bit of the positive nugget i'll give this one i and it's it comes with a caveat like i don't think it's fantastic but it's the bit of positive i'll give this i think it's a creative idea that like as her friends die she like peels back like their pictures from her mirror and it's obviously like well, your friends have to die for you to find your true self, which is a weird, messy yeah. message. But I like the imagery that goes behind it. Like, I thought, it was like, all right, at, at least that's something. Yeah. And I mean, like, what's funny is my favorite sequence in this movie is um, the karate guy or whatever. Who's yeah, just fighting, who's fighting Freddy, but Freddy's not there. Yeah, it's he's just, invisible. It's stupid, but, like, it's probably my favorite just because I think it looks dumb. Do you think they did that because of budgetary they restraints? They did. They, they yeah. talk about it. Like, <laughs> um, they had another death for him planned, and then there was a time where he wasn't supposed to die. Like, they went through a bunch of revisions, and they started filming four without, like, a completed script. Uh, they did that with four and five, I'm pretty sure. That makes sense because there's also, like, this fucking... It, I thought I was having a stroke. I didn't remember this bit from when I was a kid, but there's like the bit where they just keep repeating the scene where they get into the truck. Oh, that Over. was that was planned pretty. They really liked that. Like a lot of the people, they're like, "This is really." I figured that was idea. just another budgetary thing where they're like, "No, they apparently they they wanted to do that. Like that was a, which I think it works okay." I, I thought I was having a stroke. I'm like, "Is my copy broken? What the fuck?" And then finally, it got to the point where they're like, "I think I've been here before." It's like, oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, but I kind of like that scene. I don't know why. Um, my least favorite death in this film. I really, really do not like the Roach Motel. Yeah. I think it's stupid. Like, I don't think the... I think the effects are okay, I guess. But it's just like... I think it also drags on a lot. Like, it's too long. Like, Yeah. No, that, that whole... Which is weird because... 
like uh, six's deaths are really long, if I remember. Like the dream sequences. Yeah. But I was fine with those. Yeah. Like but this it, one, I was just like, this is stupid. It's not so much of the deaths in six are long, but the, like the sequences leading yeah. up to the deaths. They... Like Carlos's is like eight minutes long. Yeah. But I was fine with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, basically Alice is the dream master. She inherits all of her... all the powers. Yeah, and Freddy kills all of her friends, and then she... You know, they were like, all right, well, we need something to beat Freddy. What did they use in the last movie? Mirrors? Okay. I just hold up a mirror to Freddy. And then uh, all the souls in him start, like, reaching out and tearing him apart. And that's a cool sequence. Like, I like that sequence. Yeah, it's fine. But it's just, like, it doesn't save the rest of the movie from being oh, garbage. I think not. four and five is fucking boring, too. Oh, like, they almost put me to sleep. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Not good. But they exist. They exist. Um. So, yeah. A four is bad. I'm going to give this one a two out of ten. Um, I gave this one a three. So Okay. Let's talk about what I think is the worst in the franchise. New Nightmare. No. Um, <laughs> the Dream Child. Yeah, the Dream Child. It's just... It's it's more of the same from four. Like, they, they're pretty similar, except now they have an annoying little fucking kid. Yeah, basically... Um, who's Alice's unborn child. Yeah, Alice's boyfriend from the last movie dies, and he's got, he's got like, the personality of, like, a plank of wood. He's like, hey, babe. I'm Dan. I may have the personality of a plank of wood, but you know what wood's good for? Building okay. pillars. No. Pillars of support. And that's what I am for you, babe. Like, it's just like... He did... That's not any... Nowhere near the genius of what I just dropped was in that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he he's just wooden. He's like, oh yeah. He, like, they give him like a little bit of a character arc in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, and I like, don't, I don't even blame it on the actor because I was, I was watching the documentary and it's just like he had nothing to work. Yeah, with. he was like during it. They didn't even have a name for his character, so they just went with the guy's real name. Like he just didn't. His name's just Dan. That's just it. That's yeah. that's the whole character. It's Dan. He's a nice guy. Yep. And then he dies, and because his he motorcycle dies, fuses with him. And I'm like, I guess I like some of the effects on the motorcycle. Uh, they showed yeah. the uncut version in the because they cut a lot of uh, that five. Like a lot of five was Fr- cut. I. I wasn't familiar that this series had gotten the scissors a lot, but Friday the 13th movies got the scissors. Well, apparently it wasn't a lot of them, but five specifically. Hmm. Like this one and the and the eating scene later on, both were cut a lot. And I'm like, well, the eating scene's stupid, so I don't yeah. care. But this one looked okay. I like um, the like look of the, the wires actually going like in the skin mm-hmm. and stuff, but it's just like, I like it was the, fine. I like the little like, uh, like, fucking mechanical face. It was like, this man needs a need, has a need for speed or something. Yeah, fucking. It's, he's like, you like Transformers, bitch? But, um, yeah, the the boyfriend dies and she's like, no! And then, and then she they're pregnant. like, you're pregnant! And she's like, like, no! no! And then they're and like, and then it's like, the Freddy's mom. We want the baby. We have a legal right to it. No! Which, no, you no, don't. No, you don't. That's not how... That's, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he was a sperm donor. Get the fuck out of here. I'm pretty sure it was unintentional, especially after reading But this movie's, like, really pro-life. Yeah. It's like, no, he's like, we have to say... No, I'm keeping my baby. 
it's living, it's yeah. breathing, I'm, it has dreams. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm pro-choice if that's her choice, whatever, but. But it's just the movie itself just they comes off as pretty like pro life, which is saved all of her friends who died if she had just killed the. Baby. That's what they. That's literally what they say in the fucking mo- in the documentary. <laughs> like, you know, I think the movie actually says abortion is good, and I'm like, no, that's not what the movie says. But I wish it did. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of, it, it's what it like kind of secretly implies. It was obviously on. But the more implied, like the one that's right in your face, is like save the babies. Yeah. It's kind of like someone if they're like, I don't know, they're trying to do something to prove a good point and then they end up just fucking it up and it's like, yeah. see, I proved the point. Yeah, you proved yourself wrong. Yeah. Um, but. It was kind of like how they were trying to make like a somewhat of a gay message and they've made it a heterosexual relationship at the end of the second movie. Keep Freddy out of the political sexual spectrum. Especially because like Freddy's a fucking pedophile. Uh, yeah. Um, and that was supposed that that was they talk about that like it was supposed to be implied. Like, yeah, it, something, it's but it was been supposed implied. to be more. It was supposed to be more implied in the first movie, but right around that time, like there was like a big child sex ring, like that was just uncovered or something. So they're like, oh, maybe pump, pump the brakes yeah. on that one. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't because I feel like it's they not do that nice. in the remake, really, yeah, like they, really hard. They're like, yeah. he was touching the kid. I'm like, yeah, we got that. Yeah, was, like, you don't have on. to get so fucking into it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad because I mean, being a child murderer, you can it's have, you, you can like imagine. every child murderer is like that's just the. Yeah, they, 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 even if they don't like fucking directly do that, you they get, get some pleasure sort of from murdering pleasure. children. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's in the territory. Yeah. But, yeah, um, this movie's really bad. We're I talking don't, about five. I forgot yeah, to change five. the poster. Got him. There's the poster. It's got a pretty neat poster, I guess. Which I mean, one's five? It's fine. Yeah. I think it's the worst poster out of all. Or I don't like Freddy's Dead um, as a poster. So. Yeah, I've got. I've, or maybe there's a cooler poster. The I've one got that, like the original theatrical poster on here, which is different from the poster that most people show. Oh, okay. So it's still not great, but it's something slightly better. Um. Yeah. Like, I, there's not a lot to say about this movie. I think it's mostly just boring. It has really bad dream sequences. Outside of the motorcycle death, I don't really like any of them. I, I kind of like the comic book one. Like, I'm not. Oh, you're right. I forgot that. Like, yeah. The movie's so fucking forgettable. I forgot about it. I don't. I like the comic book one because the whole time, I'm like, what if they just brought a gun into their dream and that's the one that they do? Yeah. But then it doesn't do anything. Oh. Yeah. I like when Freddy. And I like the bigger. I like the part where he slashes them and then it's like whoa, like it's fun and creative, but it's just like none of them like have a good payoff. Like it's just yeah, like two minutes of fun stuff isn't worth an hour and a half of just brutally terrible oh, I, stuff. I agree. One hundred percent. But I do like, I guess, those sequences, at least the very end of them. I don't really like when he's fucking skateboarding at the no. beginning. I'm like, why? Yeah, but basically, yeah, it's revealed that Freddy's able to, like, basically fuck with her, even when she's not asleep because he's using her baby's dreams, and he's basically trying to, like, funnel himself into her baby. But yeah. um, she stops it by, like, finding Freddy's mom's body, or and her then, friend does. Yeah, and then laying her to... Not even like just finding her because we're, found you. And she's like, "Thank you for finding me." And then she grabs Freddy and throws him in a room, pretty much. And she like absorbs him back, and and he's like, "Oh no!" And then the movie ends. Yeah, and that's it. 
Pretty good. Pretty not good at all. I think it's the best of the entire Do you? Series. Yeah. I saw a review that somebody like, this is the best. I'm like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Best. Um, I would give this one a one out of ten. I hated this one I a gave lot. Two, <laughs> I fucking hate that. I was, yeah. Easily the worst. Uh, the I think that's why I was not not too hard on this, the sixth one because I like a lot of the ideas that come from it and mm-hmm. I like some of the characters. Like, let's talk about the sixth one. Okay, let me change the post. You want to see the post? Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. Slightly different. Thoughts? That's a little better, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. I like the. I don't really like what how Freddy looks, but I like the text and the woman sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. Um. Not. So. 10 years have passed in the timeline and all the, this is the part I the, actually the like because it's weird and it doesn't you, make sense. If you do the math, cause like the, <laughs> the second one takes place five years after the first one. So 1989, you and can then, figure the third one takes place. They like, say six years, um, six so years. So one year after one the second year, so one. So 1990. And then, uh, the fourth, fourth one is probably like another year. Yeah. So 91, fifth, fifth is probably is, another year. Or even even if we say just ninety one, are they saying that this is takes place in two thousand one? Yeah, I guess. Ten years ahead of its time. Um, but I like I kind of like the idea of oh, there's no children. Like he's just gone on a rant. Like I'm like what? Yeah. But it's just fun. It's just a fun setup for me. I guess I don't like. So the the setup can be said in two things. Freddie has a child that he's been trying to find and uh freddy's killed all the children except for one in um springwood yeah and uh there's this kid the main character for a bit he's this guy he's he has like amnesia he keeps having the same dream and freddy's been chasing him out of springwood um and he winds up in this homeless shelter for youth um where he meets Freddy's actual daughter, which is very obvious, but... So, Freddy... Some, something about this one, Freddy has the ability to, like, alter people's memories on a mass scale. And he, like... It's hinted at that, like, he obviously has taken this guy's memory, because there's, like, a part in one of his dream sequences where he goes into, like, a fucking white room, and he finds himself in a straight jacket, and he's like, what the fuck? I'm your fucking memories, bro! Let me out! Yeah, and it's just... I like that secret. Like, pretty much all the stuff with him I kind of like. I think he's a much more interesting character and more well-acted than the the daughter of Freddy. Yeah. That's the part of the movie I like. Um, I think she's hysterically bad at acting in this movie. Um, I also just don't like the Freddy's child stuff. Thing is dumb. Um, yeah, I think but, most of the stuff in this movie is dumb. But I, I, I kind of like the oh, all the kids are gone stuff, and he's like every every town has an Elm Street. Uh, the town I grew up in has an Elm Street. That must have freaked you the fuck out. No, and oh. I lived right near it because I didn't believe in that shit. Obviously, you didn't believe in Freddy. No, I. I I mean, I believed in God, but aside from that, it was a pretty logical kid. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure he goes, I am God in the first yeah. movie. No, so you're talking did. about the glove. Yeah, he just carries it around. So uh, yeah, I like, believed in his glove, but not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I repent, I repent. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, fuck. So, yeah, so he's like slowly picking up the clues. He's got like an article about like the missing Kruger kid. He's like, that's me. It makes sense. That's why Freddy's kept me alive this whole time. I'm the Kruger kid. So then he leads uh, his therapist and they take a van and then and there there's some kids hiding. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, one of them is Brecken Meyer. Um, the, the, probably the most notable casting from this movie. Yeah. Um, the the oh there's alice cooper roseanne Barr, and tom tom arnold are in it and then the the black guy um who's the other like doctor at that yeah the dream he's, expert. He's, he's been in a lot of stuff um nothing comes to mind what is him, it? i can't remember his name um but yeah so basically he's like ha ha yafet koto he's in like alien um the first alien yeah oh that's him yeah so he's okay. been in a lot of stuff um, shit Cool. He's in the Running Man. He's a, he's he's he was in a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think he's probably my favorite character in this. I don't know. Why. I think I, he just starts beating Freddy with a bat at one point. That was pretty yeah. fun. Um. So yeah. So basically, he's like. Eventually, it gets to the point they all go to Springwood. They see that there's no kids left. Uh, Tom Arnold and Roseanne Barr scare the crap They're out like, of them. They're like, whoa, we like kids. Human being. Um, I, I kind of like the scene with the carnival. I like that all the people are... It just feels really weird and empty. I kind of like that scene. There are lots of scenes in the movie I kind of like. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this. Actually, I don't, I don't like this movie, but there are a lot of parts I kind of like. Mm. I like the video game scene because it's just bad. You forgot about the power glove. And he's like, great graphics. <laughs> I just thought it was stupid. There's a lot of this, this movie's really stupid, yes. and I think I, it's, it's I think it's really self aware, and yeah. I'm fine with that because I think that four and five are really stupid, but they're trying not to be. Yeah. So I think I found six to be so refreshing because it knows what it is. Like they literally just turn Freddy into like a Looney Tunes character, which I'm fine with. It, after four and five because that's pretty much what he was but they yeah. weren't making that like they weren't it was unintentional like I guess um yeah so basically the guy he's like he's not dreams again and uh yeah he's like hi Freddy you won't kill me why because you think I'm your daddy nope uh, it's her ha ha mm-hmm. and then he tries to tell her that but he dies yeah and then she she so finds like, out and she remembers she kills shit. <laughs> yeah she kills him. She like bring drags him into the real world and beats the crap out of him. Then stabs him with his own glove. Yeah. And then they shove a stick of dynamite in him. And then he explodes. And then his head comes out twice. Um, the movie was in three D. Yeah, specifically only those last ten minutes. Really? Yeah. When she put on the glasses, that's when that. everyone was supposed to put on their glasses. I hate that. Anyway, you're gonna go three D and be gimmicky about it. Go all the way. Like um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, was that in three D? Mm-hmm. Huh. Epic. Yeah, there's a scene where one of the characters is like using a yo-yo and it's just like obnoxiously like going. Well, that's the uh, th- there are a lot of parts where she's like, "Who is bad?" She's like pointing at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then this is where they also introduce the weird demon fish that yeah. made 
him and the weird sleep demon yeah, thing. Yeah, basically they like pick But they like their... don't say anything. They're just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then they go inside him and that's it. That's like the only explanation they really offer. Alice Cooper is canonically Freddy Krueger's dad. Yep. He was in he was in the documentary. He's like, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> what else would he possibly say about it? I like doing that. I gotta whip a guy. He's like, I wanted to be anyone. in it, but only if I could look not like Alice Cooper. So he wore a hat. <laughs> and I'm like, that's Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah. You don't have much to say on this one. Yeah. I, um, I, I think it's better than four and five. Maybe. I think it's better than two. It's not as good as Freddy versus Jason, though. Yeah. I would give this one a four out of ten. I gave it a three. Okay. Let's talk about New Nightmare. Last one we're talking about today. Yep. I was kind of disappointed. I was really looking forward to this one, mm. but I think that it's two hours runtime really drags it on in the first like hour. I think the first hour kind of like really destroy what could be a really good movie because I really like the concept of this movie and I like meta horror movies. Mm. That's why I like Scream, at least the first one, because that whole franchise is fucking meta yeah. as hell. They literally talk about Freddy Krueger in the first, like, two minutes of <laughs> fucking scream. Stop it! No. Oh, sorry. It's so easy to accidentally kick it. <laughs> um, but I, I like a lot of this movie, and I didn't, like, dislike it overall, but it was just a little... It weighed on me, and it might be because, you know, I did watch fucking four of them yesterday, so that's mm-hmm. always it could be that I was just done. I might like it more on rewatch, but overall it's just... I also think that the kid fucking dragged it down because that kid wasn't wasn't great. Mm. Um, so they they couldn't get him to cry a lot of the times. So his parents came in. And they're like, "We know how to make him cry," and they whispered in their ear, "Your mom's dead," to make the kid cry. Oh, that's fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. and there was a scene later on where he's running in the final like dream sequence, and they didn't tell him that fucking Robert England was going to jump out at him. So they wanted the scare to be more genuine. And I'm like, Jesus, you can't do that to a child. Yeah, an adult, sure. A kid, yeah. No. And then the kid later on is like, yeah, I'm fine with it now, but that really fucked me up for a while. I'm like, yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, but well, that's, that's bad. I didn't know about that. New Nightmare is just like, um, all the characters are real. From they, they mostly take a look at just the, the first one, yeah. um, like John Saxon, John Saxon, and, and then Heather Longham and Wes Craven is playing mm-hmm. himself as well. Um, and it's just Freddy is real, pretty much. Um, yeah, basically he's being manifested. Yeah, basically like uh, Wes. He was a real entity that Wes Craven had trapped in his story because, like, that's how like this demon is like contained you like tell stories of it and it traps it for a little while but they stopped making nightmare on elm street movies oh let me change the poster sorry um so they stopped making nightmare on elm street movies and then it awakens it awakens and it starts going after heather because she's the safeguard or whatever she's the one who embarrassed him in the movies yeah and and they talk about how she was pretty much playing herself. Like, you know, so much of her went into the character of Nancy that he's targeting her because she's pretty much that character. Mm-hmm. 
and he's going after his son who's being protected by a dinosaur yeah if this were like part of me wishes this was in the movie if this was like from like the four, five, six era, you know for certain that dinosaur would like come to life. I was waiting for that. I was like, that would be epic. Like it goes in and Freddy's just fighting a fucking dinosaur. Eats him and does like the Jurassic World, like turn and head nod and walks away or whatever. (laughs) But no, that didn't, Rex, aside from being like a fucking like uh, safety blanket. That's about it. Did nothing for the story. But I like the concept of Rex. Like, I like, especially in that, like, initial scene where he's like, oh, Rex protected me. And they pull it out and it's got the fucking claw marks. And it's like, that's neat. I don't know how the stuffed animal protected you, but it's cool that it did. Um, Yeah, personally, I'm a big fan of this one. I get it. Like, I get why I like some of the stuff, but it's just like, like I said, that first hour really dragged on for me, at least. I don't know. I, I think um, this one does a really good job at balancing, like, the darker tone of the first one, but kind of the more comedic tones of some of the later ones. Yeah. Um, definitely. But it keeps that darker tone of the first one, definitely. It's kind of a return to form. Um, I wish that they showed... they For the first hour, they show Freddy only once, and I wish that they didn't show him that one time, because there's a scene during the husband's funeral where, like, you see him in the coffin. Yeah. And I, I wish they hadn't shown him. I wish they would have waited until that, like, hour lawn mark when he, like, I shows up. Uh, but I, I do really like the buildup. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I like the whole... This is, like, the kind of meta I like. Like, oh, we made this movie, and now it's like, what if this movie was in real life? What if it came after us? Like, I, I think it's a fun concept. Uh, and I, I totally get... Not liking the kid actor. I don't think I, he's good, but yeah. I, I thought he was serviceable. I thought the, kid, I thought like, the, I thought the character was interesting enough, but... The fact I that the know. kid himself, the character, is going through some, like, kind of delusional times probably added to my believability with his kind of... Yeah. I mean, he's not awful. He's better than the one in five, definitely. Oh, absolutely. But, and he, he definitely was, like, terrible. It's just I did not enjoy his performance very much, um... I, I like the character enough, though. Like, there's some interesting stuff. I really like the scene in the park where, like, he climbs up and he's yeah. like, I was reaching for God or God rejected me. Yeah. Um, and I like the scenes with Heather and John Saxon together. Mm-hmm. And then he slowly starts morphing back into his original lieutenant character. Yeah. That was that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think my favorite sequence from this movie, it's not even, like, super crazy or anything it's something that was done in the other one but I, I, I saw it a lot as a kid um i i always felt fucking terrible for this character the babysitter when she gets fucking just the same the same pretty much sequence as the first movie the mm. first death no i that seems really good and i really like that they actually show pretty like dragging her across yeah. the ceiling same thing they did pretty much the same rotating room set yeah and she's like reaching out for gabe and, and he's like hey! <laughs> yeah but she's like help me and then she just falls down dead no that seems really really good i think that's the best kill as well like it's she's really good um the that, yeah she's yeah. she's really good in this movie she's not in it a whole lot but she's really good and um it turns out that the person that's like kind of been calling like it's implied that it's the son that he was in like a translate state occasionally right what because well, she's like the 
phone while he's in the room. Oh, I right. figured it was supposed to be. Or I guess she was also in a trend. They do that same kind of waking that they do in like the remake where you stay up too le- too far. Yeah. You're hearing things. But there, there was... Um, what they did is they told all of the actors pretty much that it might be you that's terrorizing them. Because they, they thought maybe we can do like somebody in real life that's an agent of Freddy. So... They kind of imply throughout it that it might be the son or it might be the babysitter and stuff because they told all the characters that they told all the actors that it might be you, and then it wasn't. But yeah, there's like a sense of uneasiness around all of them. I think it would have been like funnier if it was uh, like the producer who was just trying to get her back to sign on for another film. Like, hey, come on, Freddie loves you. But yeah, uh, so I, I think my favorite bit from this movie is obviously the end when she goes into the dream world and uh fuck you bah! yeah gets yeah. her son back i i love horror movies where it's like a mother trying to like protect their kid i feel that's that's part of the thing i liked about bad moon and that's got like a bad mm-hmm. kid performance in it too and the kid's not fucking stellar but it's like i i i like the struggle of like the single mothers trying to protect their I, feel kids. I definitely feel that it's definitely uh relatable because i have a, i'm a single mother no I've, I've got a little one at home no that last sequence was really good um the tongue was kind of fun yeah and then the hansel and gretel yeah like. that's a nice little homage to earlier in the film you know Overall, I think the the I think the last half's really good. I just didn't I just was not vibing with the first half. Hmm. And it's not like I I I still think that I liked the movie. I just it just wasn't my favorite and it had it had some problems. Okay. In my opinion. But I still liked it. Yeah. It's one of the few movies in this franchise I liked. Yeah. But, like, overall, I'd probably give it a 6 out of 10. Mm. Okay. But I'm guessing you're at an 8? No, a 7. 7. Okay. So, we did it. Yeah, I guess uh Do you have anything else to say about that movie? No, no. I really like Wes Craven playing himself, actually. He's, like, more creepier than he usually is. Yeah, I, I like, uh... <laughs> I like that, uh... Like that initial scene, like Robert England comes out on like the talk show. And yeah, and she's like, um. yeah. But uh, I yeah. really like him in this movie too. Like the, he does a good I job. really like the actors playing themselves and stuff. Um, and then I really like the West Craven. The first scene, like that, she's like, hey, I've been writing a thing, and he's like, you have to figure out if you can play Nancy one more time. And then it cuts to his screen where that exact scene had just played out. Yeah. And then she gets the manuscript of the film, the thing she just finished. Mm. That was fun. Yeah. But yeah, six out of ten. Um, all right. So you want to hear what I thought your ranking was? Sure. All right. I said this is wrong. This is wrong. Uh, I think it's kind of close though. Nightmare one, new nightmare, nightmare three, nightmare two, nightmare six, Freddy's dead, nightmare four, nightmare five. You're, you're I think it was a new nightmare, yeah. and then nightmare three, and then nightmare one, mm-hmm. and then were the rest correct? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Once we got talking, I'm like, this is probably wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think I think maybe if you had seen nightmare one a lot as a kid, that might change. Maybe. But, but I mean, I did see it a lot as a kid, just not until I was a little. Older. Oh, okay. Like, um, I watched the other ones when I was relatively younger, compared. 
Um, but uh, yeah, my, my guess for you is pretty much I, I had three on top. Um, I thought uh, New Nightmare would be your next, and then basically my list down. What do you have so the one. One. Uh, I figured two, six, four, five. Close. It was so it was three, one, and then New Nightmare, mm. and then six, two. So just switch those two, and then four and five. Mm. Okay. And I'd put um, Freddy versus Jason right below New Nightmare and right above Freddy's Dead, and I'd put the remake right above two. Yeah, if I if I was to like remake or include those in this list, it would be uh, under one would be Freddy versus Jason, and then. Uh, under that would be the remake. So, but it'd be above like two, four, and five, or uh, I might put the remake. Mm, yeah, maybe. I, I I like the remake more than I, two. It's hard four, to say because I haven't seen the remake in quite a few. I think years. that Jackie Earl Haley's really trying his hardest. Um. Yeah, I, my biggest problem with the that movie and Jackie Earl Haley isn't even Jackie Earl Haley. It's the fact that they decided to go mostly digital with the makeup. That's true. I, and I mean, I think it looks good in the sense that it looks more like a burn victim. Yeah. But it's just like all the effects in it are like CG for like the kills and stuff. It was like, ugh. And also like, I don't think most of the characters are very interesting. And most of the like dream sequences are just like regular like slasher. There's nothing really imaginative about them. That's the main issue I have with that movie is it's not very imaginative. I feel it. All right. We did it. Overall, I think that like I can definitely see the lasting impact on the series has had on horror in general. And I think that there are a couple that are really worthwhile. And I think that documentary is really good as well. I think it's a little long, and there's some really cheesy, like, effects in the beginning. Going, like, Ooh. But they have funny, like, little puppet things that, like, introduce each section. Okay. That's fun. Huh. Um, there should be a puppet Freddy movie. <laughs> they should. Robert England is uh, retired from the role officially after Wes Craven's death. Like, right after he died, he was pretty much like, yep, all right, never going to happen again. And I, like, I still think that there could be a future for the series. Um It'll be really weird without Robert England. Yeah. I think he's really good in the role. Um, but, I don't know. I think there's always abilities to remake things or make them better or make sequels. Like, that's fine with me. Yeah, I, I think they could probably, like, come up with it. I think Robert England's in general, is kind of too old to play Freddy because Freddy's, like, kind of loosey-goosey. Robert England's 73. He can't be all, like... That's why, like, he, he works so well in the first role because they put kind of, like, older man makeup and then the burn stuff on him. Yeah. Um, but he was, like, 35. He was, like... It was, like, loosey-goosey. was ready to rock. Yeah. He'd be a little more stiff now. But uh, I'm confident he, if he wanted to, he could still probably do, like, one or two more. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to do next week this horror friend or we're going to do a horror remake and an original. We can do ones that I know you've already seen both of, and I think you'd like both of them. Or we can do one that I think you've never seen. It's up to you. I can't speak to the quality of the ones that you've never seen, though. Let's go with the ones that you think I've seen, because I'm curious. I know you've seen these. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the remake. Oh, okay. I was thinking of either doing that or 
uh, the first couple Texas Chainsaw because I think it's one through four that are in the same timeline. And yeah. then there's also there's did you ever watch the newer one, the Texas Chainsaw 3D? I there was a direct sequel to the original. I've been aware of it. The only ones I've seen, I've seen one through four, and I've seen the, the remake. First remake, or did you see the the beginning, which was a yeah, I saw that. One. And then there was Texas Chainsaw 3D, which was a direct sequel to the first movie that ignored the other sequels. And then there was Leatherface, which is in the same. It's a prequel to that one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's like three different timelines. Yeah, it's like they do that with every fucking yeah. Like, this is like the only series that has a straightforward timeline. This and like Friday the Thirteenth, because like fucking Halloween has like the all right. Well, there's the timeline where the second movie happened. It's the timeline where the second movie didn't happen, and then there's the timeline. Like there, there's too many timelines in that fucking series. Um, so. The first Texas Chainsaw Massacre by Toby Hooper, 74. That's available to watch. Rent or buy on wherever you get digital stuff, or you can get it on a Criterion, Michael, or it's on Tubi TV. Michael Bay just produced the remake, right? He, he produced okay, the remake. I, um, I remember. Marcus Nispel, Nispel uh, directed that, and he's most notably known for also doing the Friday the 13th remake. Mm. And uh, he did the Conan the Barbarian remake. He just only does remakes, I guess. I but you said this one's pretty decent, right? You you remember liking it okay? Yeah. Um, a big part of it is they there's a character who's not in the original, like they create a new character for this one. And pretty much all like it's it, they're different movies. Okay. Like that's they good. both have leather faces. That's in it, the, but, I think that's what most horror remakes should be. Like the Exactly the main horror when you remake a horror movie, you need the villain. You don't need the like main character like that's yeah, You're, exactly. That's not why it worked. It like worked because of the it's villain. It's the same premise and the, like, leather face, but aside from that, like, the rest of his family is, like, totally new and <laughs> uh, reimagined. And uh, what's his name? The guy from Full Metal Jacket. Ernie. Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> whatever the, like, drill sergeant guy is. Harley like, mm-hmm. uh, Ernie? Yeah. He's, he's great in the, the remake. He really... He's the thing that I remember, like, really carrying it. But it's got some good stuff. It's got, like, Jessica Biel in it. It's, yeah, she's really good at acting. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> that's available to buy or rent wherever you get digital stuff. And, yeah, we'll, we'll watch those, and then I'm sure you'll have something funky for us. And then I'm going to do maybe a trilogy afterward. Ooh. And then we'll be done with October. Yeah. And we're going to have a fucking epic director deep dive. Oh, I'm excited. Move a bold part. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. <laughs>